You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, people? Welcome to the post-game number crunch. As usual, I'm your host, Jake Painting, creator of the House and Grouse Timbles newsletter, and this podcast is proudly brought to you by Canis Hoopus and by SB Nation. And I'd like to thank you all who are tuning into this episode because, let's be honest, this Minnesota Timberwolves team can be rough, and the experience of following them and being a fan and listening to podcasts and reading articles can be rough as well and if you are still listening to this episode after what was another absolute shit show then I truly do appreciate you and appreciate you doing so. The game ends with a 129-117 loss to the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns that were minus Chris Paul and minus Cam Johnson and I don't want to downplay how good this Suns team is even without those guys. I think it's fair to say that they are an actual regular season juggernaut and their system is extraordinarily good but I don't want to downplay how horrendously awful the Wolves have been of late and were horrendously awful in this game. So it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B there. And just as I said a few days ago after the Knicks loss, it kind of feels like everything that could go wrong did go wrong again. And then they went wrong again. (laughs) Offensively, this team is a muddled mess and defensively, not even a Rudy Gobert performance that was really good in terms of protecting the rim and slithering in between offensive sets to break them up could save them. No matter what problem we dive into in this episode, it isn't going to be something that can cure Minnesota's ailments when it is fixed. Right now it is system, it is chemistry, it is effort, and it's vibes, man. Like The vibes are just so very bad right now, and that's as big a problem as any, because last season's Timberwolves really did run on vibes. They were fueled by vibes, and when those vibes were high... We saw just what this team can do, what just what this city can do for this team, what the crowd can do, how they can feed off that, that vibe and off that energy. And right now it is so bad and that is reverberating to the crowd and to the fans and to everybody who is enduring watching this team right now. Still, we do need to pinpoint something and that's why this episode's number is 19.5. As in Carl Anthony Towns's 19.5% usage rate in this game. And that's piggybacking off a 19.3% usage rate against the New York Knicks. If you don't know, usage rate is the percentage of offensive possessions that ended with one player, or Towns in this case, shooting a field goal or a free throw, turning the ball over, or assisting a teammate. 
So let's jump into a little break, and then on the other side of the break, we'll talk about why this is a problem and why the Wolves need to do anything they can to remedy this problem. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So usage rate, Carl Anthony Townsend's usage rate under 20% again for the second time in a row. For reference, anything under 20% is remarkably low for a star-level player. And in general, anything under 25% is low for a star-level player. And additionally, on a team where everything seems to be crumbling away at a ridiculous speed, 19.5% is just stupidly low. Now, it's worth pointing out that obviously Towns was in foul trouble this game. That contributed to it, even though he wasn't in foul trouble last game. And it's worth pointing out that even with those two games, these last two games included in his season-long numbers, Towns is at 24.5% for the season. That's not too bad, but maybe that's the problem. The Wolves need more than not too bad, than, you know, not too involved. They need Towns to be... The centerpiece. The Wolves need Towns to be a force. They need him to be the superstar offensive talent that we know that he is and that we've seen before and that we've seen over a multitude of seasons. And Cat posting multiple games where under 20% of the team's offense is essentially running through or ending with him is especially exacerbated by the fact that this team just fucking stinks on offense. They're currently 20th in offensive rating. 16th in effective field goal percentage, 24th in turnover percentage, and 15th in free throw rate. Now, for a team with the amount of talent and the amount of overall just high-level players who have, in the past, contributed to high-level offenses, those numbers are not good enough for a team. And when Towns is probably the head of the snake, those numbers are not good enough for him when those numbers are really laid out to bear, it makes no sense that Towns isn't this team's undisputed first option. Now, I understand that Anthony Edwards is more ball dominant and ball handlers in general generally eat up more usage rate, but there's no reason why both Ant and D'Lo should have a higher usage rate than Towns at the moment. Again, I understand this isn't all Towns' fault. He is probably this team's best playmaker right now and they rely on him probably too much to make those plays for others and he still gets doubled in the post almost automatically by almost every team in the league that in general is just hard to navigate and for Towns he has done a lot better navigating those double teams this season and using it to to get those hockey assists which don't don't count against usage rate and to just 
continually keep moving the ball and making the right play. And again, that always doesn't that doesn't always count towards his usage rate. But those things were easy to swallow and are easy to swallow when the team is winning games because of it. But when they have one of the most efficient three-level scorers in the league, and statistically in NBA history, and they're losing every game by a ton with horrible offense, it feels pretty pretty blatant what needs to happen. Towns needs to take more shots. Towns needs to have the ball in his hands more often. He needs to even force things a little bit more. I know that Towns forcing things can be hit and miss and that we've seen the stray voltage come and go and even in this game against the Suns, we saw some of that stray voltage kind of rear its ugly head. But I, it, it beats this. It beats watching this mess that the Timberwolves are right now. Whether that means running more scripted plays with Towns at the end of it, whether it means him just launching more threes or facing up for more mid-range jumpers, both of which he has been really good at in the last five to six to seven games, or whether they need to start using Towns, Gobert, pick and rolls as a staple of their offense, which I think is just a brilliant idea because it opens up so many other things. It gets Dela off the ball, it gets Ant off the ball, it allows them to be the best versions of themselves off the catch, and really it allows Towns and Gobert, this team's two best players probably at the moment, to tap into their biggest strengths, which is Towns with the ball in his hands and Gobert as a role man, and also Towns as a passer. And we've seen that Towns, so far this season, has been really good connecting with Rudy. Whatever it is, though, they need to do something. There are more ways to get Towns involved in this offense. They need to access those ways, and Towns needs to be willing to exploit those ways. The time for unselfish team play is dwindling, for Towns anyway. For Anthony Edwards, you want to see him pass the ball more. You want to see less isolation ball. For D'Angelo Russell, you want to see the same. But Towns is in a different category to those guys. He's always been too unselfish and unselfish, unselfish to a fault. The Wolves need Towns to be a superstar. And they need him to be a superstar now. And any other superstar would be getting up 20-plus shots and consistently taking matters into their own hands if their team was playing so badly. So for now, it, it really is on Towns' shoulder as the, shoulders as the leader of this team and, and as the kind of guy who is being paid to pull teams out of a slump like this and to help them win games and there's no excuse anymore for the talent around him like there was in the past, and that was a genuine excuse in the past that held up. It doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up anymore. They need Towns to be better. They need him to be more aggressive. They need him to be more impactful because it's not like he's been inefficient or he's been, you know, doing all the wrong things, turning the ball over at a high rate. He's been pretty damn good. And I'm talking offensively. Defensively, we can have a whole another conversation for a whole another podcast. But offensively. He has been the kind of guy who can lift a team up and who can carry a top 10 offense by himself. They need to find that Towns again. And I'm a a big Chris Finch fan, but really a lot of this is on Finch as well. And he hasn't had a good start to the season, just like his team hasn't had a good start to the season. So yeah, that's, 
it's not the overarching point of the night because there are so many bad things going on right now that Towns being very efficient but not so assertive is probably not the main issue going around. But there is a lot of problems with the offense. I know there's a lot of problems with the defense in this game as well, but generally they've been better defensively than they have been offensively. And when you're looking around the roster at what needs to improve offensively to make them a team that they should be to be able to reach their potential, looking at Towns and thinking, why isn't this guy just taking 20 shots a night? Because if he shoots 20 shots a night, he's probably going to hit 11 of them or 12 of them. And maybe if 10 of them are threes, he might hit four of them. And all of a sudden you have a guy who's averaging 28, 29 a game and really holding up an offense almost by himself and allowing those other really good offensive pieces to have a little bit of pressure taken off their shoulders and maybe become a little bit more efficient and effective themselves. So let's see if that happens. If it does or if it does not, I'll be here to discuss it. I hope you will be too.